There were some good years, like when we adopted and raised Bach. <laughs> oh my fucking God. We're back. Uh, part two of our Lawrence Corber episode. And it gets real giggly. Oh, it gets giggly. Come on in. Stick around. Holy shit. Oh my God, David. David, holy shit, man. So I had the same prompt. Our shared memories have become incoherent. The way that I tackled that was um, I had one, one little, I really only did it in one spot, I think, where uh, one of the twins in this is reflecting on uh, a moment from his childhood with his parents and realizing that it wasn't as it seems. And mm, okay. the, t the title for this is called uh, My Parents, the Reptile People. Okay. And uh, it's about two twins, Alex and Sarah. And, you know, they, Sarah's really into karate. Alex, a little bit of a worry wart. And, you know, they get into some stuff. Their parents are, uh, how can I say this? Um, like intergalactic reptile people, you know, kind of like the ones that people think. Choose. Yeah. Choose is the word you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think the, I think the politically correct term, Lawrence, is reptoid. Reptoids, yeah. yeah. So they're pretty much chameleons, and as we'll see, <laughs> they fled their previous planet a long time ago and have been adopting children amongst, uh, amongst Earth over the eons. And so Alex and Sarah are uh, finding out slowly that they're adopted. I, uh, who, who is, Sorry? I was going to ask, who's playing what role? That's what I was going to get into. So halfway through the script, the, the father tells them about the mother and father's backstory. And when we see the backstory, well, you have to imagine it's, it's the father and mother character, but because like, the children are borged into the past. So in all the scenes in the past, the father and mother characters have the face of the son and daughter. So I was thinking that if, um, if you two want to be either the son or the daughter at the start, when we Borg into the past, you would also be the characters of the father and the mother in the past. Does that make I'm, sense or is that too complicated? Okay. I'm, I'm still you. processing the word Borg. Yeah. I, was I just, I hope you can use that word that way. I, I just, I, want I don't know what that means. Um, Cause like what, what, Star I, Trek? what I imagine this process to describe the like magic of this universe is like the father touches their foreheads and then we cut to memories that the father and mother have. But as we see the memories play out on the screen, the father character just has the face of his future adopted son and vice versa for the daughter. Interesting. So he's putting him in his body to relive yes. the experience the yes. way he did. There, like exactly. That. that is exactly what we need to remember as we go through this. Cool. No problem. And uh, also, Lawrence. the only thing I'll say is I'm glad we started with David's because mine is less coherent and... Um, and, you know, I could see Dave's actually getting produced. I hope this uh, dies well, today. Dave's, well, Dave's piece reminds me of uh, that movie Devil, where four people are trapped in an elevator with the devil. Uh, mm -hmm. Except it's much more, at the end, you're like, oh, so this is not as scary as I thought. Yeah. Um, in case you didn't notice the difference between me and, uh, and, and Hernan's uh, fucking script writing, David builds a fucking amazing world with 100 background knowledge and like in this theory and like a million connections and then he writes based on this world i'm just like this is a funny fucking idea and i write a story yeah. based on it here, here's eight characters personalized by their haircuts 
Yeah. <laughs> and the yes. difference is David writes real dialogue and I write garbage. So, um, okay. So we'll start. I can, I can do the narrating. Um, okay. who, who would like to be the, the son? Or who would like to be the dog? I would love to be the son. I want to get Borged. Okay. I would love to be the son. Well, you're both getting Borged. So, David, you're Alex. And Lawrence, nice. you can be Sarah. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out, I'll do both the parents at the start. I think okay. that that makes sense. Or that might be a lot of reading yeah. for me. Um, can, do you I'll guys you could also do want, take do a... You want me to, do you want me to narrate again? Oh, yeah. If you, yes, you narrate. I'll take both the parents. And then you each grab a kid. Got it. Cool. Do we all know who we are? I, think I love so. the precedent. I love the precedent of forcing our guest star to narrate every fucking <laughs> script. <laughs> also, do does, do people know what Punnett squares are from science class? Because a lot of my script relies on. Yeah, this. yeah. When I, the, um, no, it's Punnett squares were like the things where you go, oh, uh, you know, your dad has brown eyes, chromosomes. Your mom has blue eyes. Therefore, you have like whatever twenty five percent chance to get blue eyes. Oh, okay. It's like yeah. the sixth-grade yeah. genetics thing. Okay, 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 okay. I got you. Anyway, that's the only bit of... Okay, let's begin. You need background knowledge. You need a science degree to... <laughs> you, you need a... You need eighth-grade biology to yeah, get this. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, script title written <laughs> by name of first writer <laughs> based on, if any, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Interior classroom. We see a classroom full of middle school kids. The teacher at the front of the room is giving a lesson on reproduction and genetics. There are punit squares drawn on the board. Alex and Sarah, twin siblings, are passing each other notes. Alex reads a note from Sarah. We can see on it that it says, you want to hear something funny. Alex, voiceover. It was the perfect store. I would have laughed at whatever came next. Sarah passes Alex another note. Alex opens it while the teacher is talking about reproduction. So as you can see, different traits of the offspring are picked up through reproductive sex. Alex, not, say, not paying attention to the teacher, starts to open the note and is struggling to contain his laughter. Oh, is there something funny about sex, Alex? What? Uh, I... Class giggling. <laughs> okay, Alex and Sarah, note passing, not paying attention. That's a detention. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, come on. Exit straight. Alex and Sarah are walking home from detention. They are alone as everyone else already got out. A car pulls up beside them. In this car is a full-grown chameleon <laughs> dressed as an old woman. <laughs> the lizard man is wearing a wig and pearl earrings and a wool sweater. Typical grandma kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, kids, your mom sent me to pick you up. What? No, we don't know you. We don't know this guy. We don't know this guy. What are you do? Why are you dressed as a grandma, you creep? I know karate. Sarah kicks the side of the lizard man's car. <laughs> kids, just get in. I I'm a friend of your parents. Our parents are weird and don't have friends. I'm a green belt, you creep. <laughs> The lizard man accelerates and pulls away. Was there something weird about that guy dressed as a grandma? You mean besides the part where he's trying to abduct some kids? <laughs> Cut to interior kitchen. Alex and Sarah open the door and come running into the kitchen. It's a small house and reminiscent of the American suburban ideal. Lizzie, the kid's mom, is cutting vegetables for dinner. 
I forget if I did. I say I would be both parents. You're both parents. You said okay. you literally told us. Okay, David, take your responsibility like a man. Come on, you, you, you kids are late. Alex got us detention again. No, Sarah made me laugh when the teacher's talking about bodies and stuff. <sighs> oh, kids. Well, do your homework before dinner. And Sarah, don't forget you have karate. Oh yeah, mom. You should have seen me today. I totally karate this creep dressed as a grandma. What? It was just some creep, but nothing happened, Mom. We just told him to beat it. I did a kick, and he was all like, oh, no, and totally got out of there. D dressed as an old woman? Yeah, and he had, like, weird eyes, like a lizard or something. <sighs> okay, kids, um, do your homework. Sarah, get ready for karate. Hiya! Interior <laughs> kitchen. Dinner is almost ready. Sarah is out at her karate lesson. Alex does his homework at the kitchen table. He's looking at a Punnett square showing you two people with brown eyes cannot have a child with blue eyes. Alex's eyes are blue. Alex takes out his cell phone and is using the camera to look at his eye color. Hey, Mom? Uh, yes? My eyes are blue, right? <laughs> yes, Alex, they are. And yours are brown? Y yeah, I, I believe they are. So, Dad's eyes are blue? Um, I, gu I guess so. Alex continues to look at, the eye at his eyes and his mom. He walks into the living room and looks at a photo of his family. We see his dad's, George, eyes are brown, and that Sarah's eyes are blue, like his. Cut to interior closet. Lizzie is on her phone. We see a split screen with her and her husband, George. Hey, baby, I'm almost home. Need anything? I think they're close again. What? What? The kids, they, they saw something. I, I don't know. It, it might have just been a pervert. Well, I hope it's a pervert. I'm, I'm not ready to leave again. <laughs> I know. Just get home, okay? Sarah's at karate, and we'll talk as a family after. Keep your gun close, baby. <laughs> we see Lizzie in a holding a silver revolver in the other hand. Just get home soon. Time out. Quick pause. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, they're werewolves? <laughs> the lizard people have werewolf rules. <laughs> so, no, I assume they, the color of, this, of the revolver is silver, not the bullets. Oh, yeah. I, the silver has nothing to do with it. It was just, okay. I don't know. It just, just in like, my just head. Like, when you're thinking of like you, when you think of like a seventy cop movie with like the the brownish handle yeah, and like the revolver, like that's yeah, I think what he's gotcha. exactly. Okay. So you know this the the mom character hears something from her kids about this creep who kind of looked like a reptile, and she knows that they've been on the run from these reptiles for for a long time. So it puts her into it, this is her starting to get in a state of alarm. Gotcha. We're gonna see where um, it goes. Quest, quick question. I think <laughs> yep. you asked if we knew punt squares. Um, yep. Do you understand Punnett Squares? Because it seems like you don't from, uh, from this dialogue. Uh, <laughs> I think what, what I assume... <laughs> okay, look, I, I, I Wikipedia Punnett Squares. And, okay. and from what I can gather, okay. two brown-eyed people... Before... <laughs> have to have a brown-eyed kid. But you yeah. sold this as a, like, look, if you fucking idiots don't understand Punnett Squares... <laughs> You're not going to comprehend the shit I'm about to lay <laughs> no, down. No, 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 no. 
You <laughs> fucking plebes are not going to be able to comprehend the slick genetic writing. <laughs> two two brown-eyed people can yeah. have a blue-eyed kid, by the way. This is, yeah, like, this I is, know. This, this is this is the entire theme of the first <laughs> the first season of Ga- Game of Thrones. It's like, oh, the bastard son does not have golden hair. Let's have a <laughs> Yeah, I, this script is in a world where recessive traits don't exist. Oh, okay, gotcha. I would, I would, no, I would like to see, okay, so if we're taking a pause here then, yeah, yeah. I would like to see at this point something that is uh, more definitive in terms of like why they would be lizard kids yeah so i think instead of like them being adopted or something which is i don't know if you want to change it around but i would like them to be like their natural kids yeah and like the lizard people are hunting them because they're not supposed to have kids or they're not supposed to reproduce that way yeah either that or they're eating flies bugs yeah Yeah, that makes a lot and and they start and they start to see that they have different kind of you know they're twins and whatever but like the, the heating breaks and they're not bothered by how cold it is in the, uh, in the thing. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? They could swim faster or stronger than other people in class. Or, you I know what I mean? That- or Sarah's so much better karate and she could punch through so many more boards and people don't know why kind of thing, you know? You should look yeah, up that, that one would be a specific really good... type of lizard and just make all their traits based on that one type yeah, of lizard. They're perfect. like yeah. roughly chameleons. The tongue does come into play, but it's mostly in the flashback sequence, which is, uh, it's coming up. Okay. Well, let's okay. continue um, then. Let us continue. Interior yeah, things kitchen. are about to escalate hard. Woo! Yes. And they Interior. may, I'll, I'll say it off the bat, they may not, not every escalation may make perfect sense. <laughs> so Good. Uh, That's okay. how I like my scripts. Yes. <laughs> curveball on curveball, baby. Yeah. Interior kitchen. George comes through the door. Hello, my family, my wife, my son. Dad, am I adopted? <laughs> Jeez, son, I, I haven't even put my brief da- briefcase down yet. I mean, what's gotten into you? I just don't understand basic genetics. My eyes are blue. Sarah's eyes are blue. Neither of you have blue eyes. Um, look, uh, son, we'll, we're going to have a family talk after dinner, okay? Uh, I hear you kids met a pervert. No, I want to know. <laughs> we'll talk after dinner. Alex, set the table, will you? <laughs> Time cut, interior kitchen. Alex, Lizzie, and George are finishing setting the table. The dinner is laid out. The doorbell rings. Oh, and Sarah is still supposed to be at karate. Yeah. That wasn't clear. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Lizzie and George share a nervous look. It's me! H- honey, you don't need to ring. Just come on in. Why doesn't she have a key? <laughs> well... We're about to find out. She broke it in okay. half with her mad karate skills, obviously. Alex, Alex walks over and opens the door. We see that the lizard man has taken Sarah hostage with a big rusty machete. The lizard man is still dressed as a grandma, but his wig is askew, and one of his fake human eyes has fallen out, showing a chameleon eye that's still looking all around. I have crossed half this planet looking for you outlaws. I'm sorry, everybody. I tried to do my karate on her, but she pulled a knife. That's no grandma, honey. <laughs> no one mentioned grandma. No, the lizard man is dressed as a grandma. <laughs> What's happening, mom and dad? Get away, Alex. Alex scrambles to the side. The lizard man enters the home. Just come with me quietly, and I won't hurt these kids. I've crossed all of space and half of time looking for you rebels. The last of the resistance. The last cowards hiding out on this mammal planet. We're not doing this again. Let my girl go. 
Lizzie pulls out the revolver and fires a shot at Lizard Man, hitting him straight in the face. The grandma lizard falls off of Sarah, and the machete clanks on the floor. The lizard man's wig and the other eye fall off, and we get a good look at the bloodied chameleon face. There is blood pooling on the floor. Mom, what the fuck? Watch your mouth, son. Oh my god, Mom, I want to learn that, not karate. <laughs> George runs over to the lizard man takes the machete and starts disemboweling the creature. The lizard man's stomach spills out on a huge greenish egg sack, spills out onto the floor. He was almost ready to reproduce. Quick, Lizzie. Lizzie runs over to the egg sack and both parents pull off their human faces, revealing chameleon faces underneath. They start madly eating the egg sack. Oh my God, so cool. Oh my God, I remember something. Flashback interior hallway. Alex just had a nightmare and is opening his parents' door. I can't sleep. Oh my god, close the door, son. We see George and Lizzie putting back their human suits on frantically. Ah! Mom and Dad, why are you lizards? Uh, we were just having sex, honey. It's sex. <laughs> you, you'll understand when you're older. Uh, you're still having a bad dream. Cut to interior dining room. The parents were panting and have finished off the eggs. George wipes the blood and gristle from his lizard mouth. You guys were lizards the whole time. We, we have some things to tell you. We're adopted, aren't we? Uh, I'm afraid it's worse. Kids, it's a lot to explain, so let me show you through your eyes. George gets a close to the kids, and his fingers are glowing. He touches a single finger to each of the children's heads, and the children's eyes roll back and go white in their head. Okay. Cut to... Yes. So now, for this next portion, um, George, George is going to be yeah. played... Uh, oh, I think Alex and George are the same, so George can be oh, played okay. by David, and then Sarah and Lizzie are the same. So Understood. You guys can be played by Lawrence. If you want me to narrate, I can. No, no, I got it. Okay. Exterior I, I... swamp on another planet. We see a bunch of young juvenile comedians sitting around <laughs> in a swamp catching flies with their tongues. In the flashback, we can see George and Lizzie as young lizards, but since the flashback is happening in Alex and Sarah's mind, George has Alex's face and Lizzie has Sarah's face. Lizzie and Sarah have the attention of all the dude lizards. The other lizards look like stereotypical jocks, letterman jackets, and tattoos. Why were you just young lizards back then? We were just young lizards back then. Your mother got all the attention, but I had a huge mouth. George slash Alex slips out of the water and with his huge mouth gobbles up all of the lizards. He lets out a small burb. Lizzie Sarah smiles at George Alex and their eyes fill with love. Cut to interior wedding. We see a bunch of lizards sitting in a church. Lizzie Sarah walks down the aisle. We weren't from a rich background. But that wedding was the richest I ever felt. Lizzie, Sarah, and George Alex kiss as all the other lizards can flap their tongues in and out while the organ plays. Cut to Interior University Library. We see Lizzie, Sarah, and George Alex in a book club with intellectual-looking lizards. Many have glasses on with berets. <laughs> There's one lizard gesticulating wildly while he speaks. The ruling order is the regime that must be overthrown! 
They control our everyday lives and keep us lizards from being free lizards. I got caught up in the revolution. We all were students were saying that just made sense. The only action is the assassination of the democratically elected leaders of this country. <laughs> I try to talk your mother out of it. She has a mind for revolution and supple hands for building car bombs. Cut to interior garage. <laughs> Lizzie and Sarah are leaning into the trunk of a car filled with fertilizer. She connects a wire to a kitchen timer and then turns around to the camera and gives a thumbs up while flicking her lizard tongue. Cut to the television screen. We see a lizard news anchor, eyes flittering around. Carnage uh, today on the streets of Mithloplisa as a car bomb, no doubt set by the radical student terrorists, detonated outside of Parliament. It seems to have decimated the courthouse as well as a local Starbucks and a daycare. Exterior street. Soldiers line up, student revolutionaries execute them by firing squad. We had to flee the solar system. We've been wanted ever since. Exterior Earth. We see a young Earth inhabited by mammoths and roving bands of human of hunter-gatherers. We found refuge on Earth, and we were so lonely for our species and family and friends that we vowed we never wanted a creature to feel lonely like us. So we adopted children and blended in with their communities throughout the years. It helped us evade captures and gave us a sense of purpose. We see a tribe of hunter-gatherers around a cave. George Alex pat on the back of a Rognari, a young hunter-gatherer who has just come of age. You don't need me anymore, Rognari. It's your first hunt alone. You're a big na man now, Rognari. We're proud of you. Just like this boy. George Alex flicks his tongue and catches a fly buzzing around. Rognari smiles and goes off with a spear. But we had a lot to learn about being parents. We see Rognari fl uh, trying to flick his tongue like a lizard to catch a mastodon. The mastodon, annoyed, crushes Rognari. <laughs> Cut to interior symphony. Bach plays for a packed audience. <laughs> Bach plays all over the piano keys. George, Alex, and Lizzie, Sarah share a loving look during the sympathy. There were some good years, like when we adopted and raised Bach. <laughs> Oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god, David. David, holy shit, man. Your, your script, man. <laughs> Just fucking. Oh <laughs> That's the hardest I've laughed in like a year. <laughs> oh, Holy <crying>. shit! Oh. <laughs> this, is, this is the second script in a row where you had a, a violent governmental body overthrowing. <laughs> in violent revolutions, two times in a row. I'm looking through some stuff. <laughs> I see that. This is why you fled to Madrid. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Let me raise my uh, baby boy Bach real quick. <laughs> uh, uh, we see Bach using his tongue to hit some li really low notes along with his hands. But there was always the threat of bounty hunters. Montage. We see a hunter gatherer funeral. 
They are throwing okra over Ragnar. Ochre? Over Ragnar. What is that a thing? I looked it up. It's uh the earliest <laughs> the earliest burial tradition is put is Neanderthals putting ochre on their dead. Yeah, but it's what like is a, ochre? I think it's like a it's a red rock basically, like a red dust. I think like high oh. mineral content. Yeah. Oh, okay. We see a hunter gatherer funeral. They are throwing ochre over Ragnori's body when a lizard man shows up. The tribe beats the lizard man to death. <laughs> we see pandemonium in the theater as a lizard man is chasing George, Alex, and lizard Sarah through the seats. George, Alex throws the lizard man off a balcony, and the theater goers scream around as the crumpled body. A priest holds up his cross and screams a garbled prayer. Cut to interior dining room. George takes his fingers off of his children's forehead. Their eyes return to white, normal eyeballs. Well, that that pretty much catches us up to now. Ew! I kissed my sister! Mom, as my dad! I set off a car bomb that killed innocent people. And the worst part is, this is how you told us we're adopted! And And scene. Oh! Oh! Welcome <laughs> So what what I wanted from this, if I can justify some of it. I need a minute. <laughs> let, let him process our I, I almost I wish he was here for the freaky Friday one. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we was, might have there to was redo freaky that Friday one. vibes in this too. <laughs> I know, I know. I keep doing body switching scenes. <laughs> I have, oh my god! I, I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Oh, I need to compose myself. Oh, okay. I'm literally dehydrated from laughing. Um, okay, so a bunch of things. Yeah. So, okay, so the lizard man kind of tried to get these kids into the car, right? Yeah. But if he's an international bounty hunter and he's attacked and the people have attacked uh, this family throughout the years, what's stopping him from a, why is he alone? B, why doesn't he just grab the kids and then use them to bait the parents? Yeah. Cause so uh, it, like, it's really weak to be like, if you're doing the men in black thing where he has like a poorly done disguise, is he like an incompetent villain? Are we kind of ringing the bell that he doesn't know? how to be a bounty hunter kind of thing? Yeah, this David, definitely let me needed. answer that for you. I got you. You see, one of the children, her name is Lizzie, knows karate. Sarah knows and karate. That's a significant threat to any <laughs> lizard man flesh. For sure. Um, yeah, so the thing about the background that I didn't, I, I had this idea, but I didn't paint the picture enough in, in what I wrote, is that like somewhere there is some you know, large lizard civilization. And originally, I was thinking that, like, through this revolutionary movement that these two were a part of, like, it collapsed, it rebuilt as, like, a, you know, normal society. And, uh, and these two had fled for years. And they're, like, at this point, thousands of years later, they're just small potatoes to the new government. So there's a bounty on their head, but it's, like, low, they're out of the way, they're in hiding. And originally I had this idea that the lizard person looking for them is the same bounty hunter throughout space and time. He, he was going to be called Salvador. And he's like very incompetent. And I was trying to 
give him a better backstory of how he would be connected to them in the past that okay. would make him like you know overcome the fact that there's very little money in this and perfect continue so, going where no other bounty hunter has gone but i agree with you completely it's it's definitely weak and um and yeah okay. why doesn't he just grab the kids Okay, That's so a... here's okay, so then here's my story to kind of fill that out, and here's mm -hmm. where I'm thinking. And if you want to adjust, go for it. I'm thinking Salvador is either related to George or Lizzie, mm. and they have some sort of personal connection. So when George and Lizzie gets radicalized, he tries to hunt them down as a bounty hunter uh, because he's a he's he works for the government and they're yeah. anti-government. So you have that internal kind of struggle. Yeah. And then through the montage or every time that he gets killed every time he comes back, but there's a piece of him missing or a piece oh. of him is, is not as, is not as effective. Oh. So because he's died, uh, yeah. listening to Bach and all these kind of crazy ways, every time he comes back and he's just a little bit less capable and a little yeah. bit less. Oh, so for him, he's gotten to a point after all these years where now yeah. the only thing in his mind is getting revenge so he's yeah. not at a point where he's using all of his kind of faculties. He started yeah. He started as John Wick. He ended as Mr. Magoo. Kind of, yeah. That's the kind of vibe I'm going for there. Yeah. So because for me, it doesn't make sense if you're like an intergalactic bounty hunter and you're working this case to just kind of, A, you're already, we've already established it's like a very, their home planet's very like ruthful and totalitarian in a way. So that I don't see this guy just like giving a shit about his cover. He would just snatch these kids, right? And mm -hmm. like if he's doing karate, I don't think it would be a big foil for him. But if you see, if you paint him as kind of incompetent or he tries to grab someone and he gets kicked in the mouth and then he panics or they get away and he can't pursue or something, that makes sense. After that, if you're, if you are alien refugees and you have taken care of human babies throughout thousands of years, mm -hmm. And you hear something like this, like a lizard man was approached. I don't think you let your daughter just walk to karate by herself. Yeah, that's a huge plot hole, which I, I noticed and did not fix because I didn't yeah. know how to get the lizard man at the door. No problem. I think I think that what you have to do there is you is you have a confrontation between Lizzie and Sarah where mm -hmm. Lizzie forbids her to go to karate and then Lizzie goes, Mom, you're overreacting. It's something that happens to girls all the time. I need to go to karate to defend myself. You're not being na, 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 na. And then when George calls Lizzie, she turns her back. Sarah leaves without Lizzie's kind of permission. And yeah. then, you know what I mean? And then yeah, that yeah, yeah. Kind of, while the other conversation, that's something that's happening off I, I like that. I also think if you're going to, like, edit things, make this – and make this a pilot and you want to continue the series, what you should do is like establish, oh yeah, we've been raising people forever. And then every follow-up episode is just them at some point in the past raising one of their multiple kids, like just in that genre. Oh yeah. People. Like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, you know those uh, ancient pharaohs? Yeah, like they did worship us. It was weird. We weren't really big fans of it. Like there's only so much gold that really affects their scales. It really itches such a little bit. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Um, what else did I want to bring up? So the kid thing we mentioned, and then do your homework before dinner, Sarah. Then 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 then. Oh, um, lizard! When when he got shot after walking in the kitchen, he <laughs> yeah, switches from lizard man to grandma lizard to lizard man. Like he switches like names so, back and forth four that, times. Yeah. The, the fact, I, mean, yeah. I think the fact that he's dressed up like a grandma is like inherently a comedy trope. Yeah. But you have to establish him as being either incompetent or a goof yeah. or, you know, bad at something. Because if not, we just have like a really serious John Wick type dressing up as a grandma, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, but, I think it's definitely the bumbling. Oh, also, uh, yeah. 
Also, when we first see him in the cart, is he obviously a lizard dressed up like a grandma, or is he like lizard-like qualities? That's what I. I think lizard-like qualities is. Originally, when I was trying to pitch this, I had some idea where like he would have these like fake eyes that would fall out, and then you see like a chameleon eye underneath, and. But I, oh, yeah, I, I need to make that clear. Imagine right. you're a kid just walking home from school. All of a sudden, I just pops out. Some guy's trying to kidnap you. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to see them, uh, like, her kicking the car. She kicks the car, and then he gets out and tries to, like, find them and stuff. Uh, but then they, they hide, or they yeah. kind of either retreat to a place where they can't be grabbed, and then you have the trope of, like, trying to reach through something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or... Or like him, like them, like hiding behind a bush, and him looking over the bush, being like, "Where are they?" Is right. that kind of shit. Uh, also, the line from George, "Hello, my family, my wife, my son," is like that's very unnatural. Which is, I don't know if you're doing it in a way like he's an alien and he's unnatural, or like he's a '50s TV character unnatural. Uh, so the uh, '50s TV thing feel like I had some of that in my head of like this perfect, like a Leave It to Beaver type situation. Uh, in this house, everything's going to be like copacetic and, and familial right. or whatever. So I was hamming it up there, definitely. I don't think I've, yeah, I guess I don't think I've made up my mind on how bad they are at being human. I was writing it like they're moderately bad, but I need to make that clear. Like, are you married to the idea that the kids are adopted and human and not no. their natural kids? Okay. No. For me, for me, there's a more interesting. Yeah arc if the kids don't know they're aliens or don't know they're reptiles so the and- reason so if i can the the reason that i was thinking that they wouldn't be reptiles is i was imagining this as a pilot and the the show would be about the children protecting their parents from both the human worlds that they adapt poorly in and also international lizard bounty hunters but it's mm-hmm. like that's why it was called like my parents the reptile lizards or whatever Mm. it was supposed to be have the kids as the main characters and i was thinking it's like a kid show but then it got highly violent dragon tales except homicidal lizards well well, well, here but here's the thing here's the thing also when you do the flashback scene you make a conscious decision to put them in the bodies of Mm -hmm. their parents instead of this the trope where like you have them witness actions Mm -hmm. but they can't interact so inherently, you're making like a weird incest angle where they kiss and marry each other and have babies oh, together. Which he, is very strange I didn't think about things. the have babies together part. I wanted it to be like a lighthearted thing, like "ew, I kissed mom as dad." Gross. Yeah. But yeah. no, but yeah, I, I, think, I, I think you can still have that moment yeah. where they where they're they're teenagers, so that it's gross and you don't want to see it. But right. They have to watch, and then like you can have like the the George like hovering there with them. And they're like, gross. He's like, you can't look away. This is important. And like, they have to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still hit that note without having okay. them like live through it. Right? So they're not in the bodies. Out. I gotcha. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, I once again would like to establish, I've texted you this, David. No more, we can't write any more sex scenes. We, it was, we wasn't do a bad sex job. It wasn't it. a sex scene. It was a, it was Every a kiss. Time, Every time we even get close to it, we do a terrible job of it. But it everything. is it is true that uh, for two white dudes trying to write stuff, and we shouldn't write any sex scenes, and uh, <laughs> we should really think about the characters we're trying to write. Yeah. Uh, so the wig, so the guy comes to the door uh, looking for you outlaws. So karate, that's no grandma. 
Lizzie is is Lizzie afraid in this moment or is she confident because she's like essentially a badass terrorist? I, I wanted Lizzie to be yeah. the more badass one. I wanted George throughout the years to be like, oh, you got to rein it in. And then, you know, because yeah. she's making the car bombs in the old one. I had this whole other plot where during World War One they were living in like Eastern Europe and I wanted her to like, you know, have a relationship with Gavrilo Princip, the guy who shoots Franz, uh, Franz Ferdinand. It like starts World War One. I'm sorry, just the casual WW1 reference. Like, I, yeah. I had this whole idea. <laughs> front lines well, the I, I had to cut it out, but there's going to be some whole thing while like they were going through this period in their marriage, right? Because I mean, they've been together thousands of years. So, you know, they have this separation, and she is like dating Gavrilo Princip, and, you know, George and George. Gavrilo have some rivalry. George so gives what, what me it, the most Al Bundy energy I've ever gotten from anyone yeah, other than Al Bundy. Yeah, right. So, so I think there's two things there. I think one, during the montage, you can you can have a line of like the father narrating, like, "Oh, it wasn't within our rough patches," and then you see them on like opposite sides of a battlefield. Ah. Oh, and then also, I think if you want to establish her as the badass and him as like more of the more cautious or more mm-hmm. tactical one, you can establish that during the phone call. Where she instead of inst- where he where she's like, hey, they're getting close, like this is happening, and he's like, okay, so here's the plan. We got to do this. We're gonna do that. I'm thinking about this. I have a, a suitcase stashed under the bed, and we're gonna do that. And then she just like pulls out a gun, and she's like, no, no, we're gonna handle this. Okay. And he's like, you know what I mean? So then yeah, it's like, yeah, he's, yeah, like yeah. he's rushing to get back home yeah. because like something, you know what I mean? And she's like, I'm gonna blow this fucker away. And he's like, you're gonna blow our cover. You're gonna our yeah. Gonna. So he's and being I, tactical and rational, and yeah. she's being like, I'm gonna take care of this. I think the part that maybe I should uh, re well, there's a lot I should rework. But uh, but one thing that I'm not sure makes sense to me is when we see them on their home planet. Like I, yeah. I've kind of acted like they're freedom fighters, but then like she's setting off car bombs. The news He's anchor is like but, uh, is hit a daycare. Have, you you have to establish that they're the good guys, or you have to establish yeah. that they're the encounter or so repressive or so evil yeah. that they're doing the right thing. So because I, right now yeah. it's kind of gray. Yeah. Right now, no, no, no. Right now, they're the bad guys. She listened to a random preacher in her college campus and went full on car bomb, like with no, with no real motivation. So you have to, (laughs) you have to explain then, like George and Lizzie are like young lovers, and then they come home one day and their families are slaughtered by the oppressive government or something, and they're yeah. I I think they need a more positive backstory. Yeah, Yeah. they need to, they need to, they need to have a compelling reason to not only attack their home planet but then flee afterwards. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. Lawrence, yeah. Thank you so much for joining. Thank us. you so much. Um, before we kick you off, uh, we I would love to know out of our two scripts because this is a new bit we're going to do, David. Don't fit us against script. What you produce? <laughs> which which what's the question? Sorry. Which script would you be interested in producing if you had the look, option? Look, David, you're you're an excellent writer. I felt your your script had. Uh, a lot of character opportunities. You had a lot of story opportunities. You had kind of the mix of two established things that had already happened. Hernan's script had the line, there were some good years like when we adopted and raised Bach. (laughs) (laughs) That line in itself, I would pay tens of millions of dollars to have that line. The rest of it is incomprehensible. Which should never see the light of day. With characters that have no motivation uh, and utterly senseless. But there were always good years, <laughs> like when we raced. <laughs> so, look, 
Basically, what happened is there was a flash of genius, and that flash was so bright and so extraordinary that I've been uh, drawn to it like a moth. And I... that, that kind of overshadowed all of your – look, the structure you had was excellent, Lonstein. You know, you put a lot of thought into it. But Bach. So now we're thinking Bach, and then we're going to have a fucking spinoff episode where Bach just throws down his fucking <laughs> shit, and then he's just going to stop playing music and then, like, cock a shotgun and go after people in full frilly dresses. What what was Bach? What was he German or Austrian? What the fuck was I, he? Don't, I don't think Austrian, but I don't Austrian care is going to be. So he's going to turn around and have, like, the action lines be like, oh, time for schadenfreude. Clack, clack, and this is what I'm picking off. Amazing. Oh, oh my God. So funny. <laughs> oh, Lawrence, oh, yeah. thank you so much oh, for joining us. This was fun. I enjoyed yeah. this so much. Thank you yeah. so much. Our yeah. inaugural guest episode and uh, depending on if we decide to put any of our past episodes up, uh, our first episode. <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting on you for that one. Um, this is, guys, this is the hardest I've ever laughed on mic or camera in my entire oh life. Oh my <laughs> god! If you, even if this doesn't get posted, I need a copy of this. this is it so will awesome. absolutely get posted. This is way better than David and I just uh, going back and forth. Uh, Lawrence, do you want to publicize yourself in any way, shape, or form, or do you not oh, yeah. want to associate uh, any with plugs? Uh, anything? I mean, I mean, uh, I'm gonna start doing virtual shows, unfortunately. So Ooh. look out for those yes. uh, on the socials. Look out for me, Lully five one four L U L L Y five one four on the Twitter and Instagram, uh, Facebook. My, my name Lawrence Corber. Other than that, uh, yeah, I'm all good. Awesome. Thanks Great so and- much. Lawrence, reread what the prompt is for the following writing session. So if you have something you want us to write about, we'll fucking write about it. Yeah, you have a prompt off oh, the top of your head. Yeah. Shit. Do I go to just Reddit writing prompts? And there's <laughs> you can do that if you want. You can do um, it. We've literally, we've and literally it could written be some, well, some of the prompts you know have been like... Where is been, it? Here it is. 642. All right. Things to write about. Okay. Six, 642 things to write about. So... Uh, Lonstein, are you guys going to write about the same thing? Same prompt. Yes. Yeah, yeah, same prompt. Do a detailed character sketch for a fictional character about whom you would never, ever want to write. Work to avoid making up anything that would capture your own interest. So write about somebody we really fucking hate. A fictional Do a person. detailed character sketch yeah. for a fictional character about whom you would never, ever want to write. Work to avoid making up anything that would capture your own interest. Okay. Okay. So that's hey. a fucking mouthful. So we're going to push that down. No, I love that. Yeah. We're going to push that down to write about someone you would fucking hate and not want to write for. Cool. Good. Okay. That's, a, that's the, way better than our previous process. I'll be I. I don't knock random sentence generator. I'll have you know. <laughs> this is so fun, boys. Thanks for having uh, me. Of hey, course. Yeah, thanks thank for you so me. much. Thanks for coming on, man. You guys, that was two week to write. Lawrence Corber at Lowly514. Follow him there. We're coming back next week with some more fun stuff for you.